This is CliffCentral.com. Grant, I need to make a critical business decision. We've been expanding rapidly, and my gut feel tells me that we should be investing for growth. But I need to put some financial science behind that gut feel of mine. Don't you have a financial manager or director that can help you with that? But isn't that rather expensive? It doesn't have to be. Why don't you contact the finance team? They're a consultancy that can provide you with a part-time financial manager or director at a fraction of the cost of a full-time resource. Go to thefinanceteam.co.za. Welcome to the business section of our Business Masterclass. I'm Richard Angus, CEO of the Finance Team, your part-time financial executive solution. Joining me in studio today is Safia Boulay of New Habits, Making Shift Happen. Hi, Richard. Last week, we spoke to Jacques Rousseau, Managing Director of Astute Financial Services Exchange. Today, our guest is Numsa Ntaleko, Managing Director of OS Holdings. Welcome, Numsa. Thank you very much. Thank you for taking the time to join us. So, tell us a little bit about OS Holdings. What is OS Holdings? Give our listeners some idea of what you guys do. Uh, basically, OS Holdings is a technology firm that specializes in implementing ERP systems. So, we are responsible for ensuring that organizations are successful in their financial management solutions, efficiency in running the business, and making sure that they report um, you know, to their stakeholders. Okay, okay. So tell us a little bit more about NUMSA and your journey as an entrepreneur. I'm sure it didn't just arrive one morning. So tell us a bit of your background and where you come from and what you've done. Um, um, my background is I was born in the Eastern Cape. I grew up at the Val Triangle in the township called Sebukeng. Mm-hmm. And after my matric, uh, because I couldn't further my studies, I uh, started looking for employment. I started as a receptionist for a GP. Um, then after that, uh, pursuing employment and getting to where I'd like to be as a young person, I must say that I was very ambitious from a very young age. So then um, I joined a partner, um, Sage Partner, where I worked as a receptionist. Um, fortunately, that partner provided me an opportunity to grow more, you know, because uh, a few months down the line, I was an accounts clerk. And uh, later, you know, I was promoted into becoming a salesperson, which is a position I didn't really like. But what I learned in that environment was that, one, I liked the solutions they were offering. Mm. They were li- literally making life easier for businesses. You know, people go into businesses, but without proper tools and technology, the business can easily fail. So I find myself in an environment where we were, you know, adding value to entrepreneurs, adding value to businesses and helping them run efficiently. Uh, then I fell in love with the space. I wanted to grow more. And I saw it as a business opportunity for me to start my own company, but I needed to learn first, you know. So that's really where my journey started. Um, three years down the line, I joined Sage as a telesales consultant, and this is where now I got to interact with more uh, customers, but over the phone. I always had that need to say, I want to do a face-to-face with a customer, okay. understand the business and understand the solutions I can provide. Um, then I joined the Sage Evolution team. Uh, that really launched me in terms of running an organization. Why do I say that? You know, when I joined Sage, they literally gave me a blank canvas to say, go and find a new market, grow the market, and manage that market, you know. And I went and I, I found a, a 
a local government market and space, we grew that from four municipalities. By the time I left Sage, we had 40 municipalities. Wow. And the department gave me an opportunity to run it in terms of project management, in terms of managing accounts, in terms of building relationships with clients. So when I joined OS, I had, I had literally run a, a company for almost a year, which gave me strength and wisdom okay. to be able to run my organization. That's it in a nutshell. No, I think there's some I more. I think there's lots more. <laughs> no, no, there's a lot more in that <laughs> nutshell. <laughs> so there, there's some important things that I want, I want to go go back on. I and and I don't want to hop on this, but I mean clearly you haven't formally studied to get yourself to where you are now. You've studied as you've progressed. Am I correct? Okay. Absolutely. And I think there's an important lesson for yeah. our listeners out there on that because I think often people, um, let me call them, and I'm going to put them in a box, sorry, the victims of the world at large, not just yeah. South Africa, will say, but I don't have any formal training. Now, my comment to all of them is, well, NUMSA doesn't have any formal training. You didn't leave school and say, hey, I want to be a doctor, lawyer, an accountant, you know, and go to varsity and access tertiary education, leave that world and have the world as your oyster type of scenarios. You've worked from an experience base and then grown your skill set as, you, as you've moved through life. It's very yeah. clear that you've only got what you've got because you've applied your mind, applied your skill set, and mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. gone out there and sought the experiences that enrich your life and in, and in turn allow you to enrich the lives of those around you and your organizational space. So you've been able to grow and develop yeah. as, as, as you've progressed. Um, the analogy, I guess, step by step, stone upon stone, precept on precept uh, applies here. So I think there's, uh, there's an important thing there because I think in today's day and age, there are a lot of people that turn around and say, well, I can't do this because I don't have X, Y, or Z. And my comment is, but there are so many people, and you're just a, a really good example of it, who've been able to make a success by applying themselves to the situation. And often, you know, there's, there's almost a case of, People feel that they are victims mm-hmm. of circumstance, and my answer to them is, well, no, you can become the success of any circumstance if you apply your mind to it. And I think you're a, a really good example of, of, the, of how that's been achieved, so well done on that. Thank you very much. The, the, the other thing that I also want to point out is that it's very clear that you – you recognize the need to have wide experience across multi, multifaceted parts of a business world. You spent a bit of time in sales, did a bit of this, did a bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, businesses require that you, you engage holistically, uh, a holistic solution as opposed to just a pure specialist if you want to be a successful business person. I mean, did you start this with, uh, and start out and kind of go, I need, I need this broad experience? Was that intuitive or did you, somebody help you with that thinking? Um, I, I think it, it was born from one, <clears throat> the fact that, uh, I couldn't go to university when I wanted to because of my circumstances. Then I had to find something within that will still help me succeed in, in my journey because, um, like you're saying, is as much as you might not have 
a conducive environment, but if it is within you, you will be able to make it. It's about the attitude that you decide to adopt. Uh, are you going to be a victim or are you going to be victorious in a situation that you find yourself? And I must say that the advantage of that is that it forced me to actually dig deep and sell Nomsa to whoever I come across. Yeah. Sell my skills, sell my abilities, you know, because obviously I did not have a formal qualification. By the time I decided to pursue my studies, now it was something that I was really passionate about. Yeah. I wanted to improve, you know, in the journey that I'm in. Um, because I see a certificate as um, a, a platform for you to compete but the minute you are given an opportunity, a certificate is not going to help you. Exactly. It's the attitude that you have within that will help you succeed. And, and you raised something quite interesting, and, I, and I've often wondered about this. I wonder what would happen if instead of sending everybody off to varsity immediately at the end of their school metric. career metric, mm. if we had a, almost like the rule set that said, hold on, go out there. Not a, not a, not a gap year, don't yeah. get me wrong. A let's call it a life experience gap. That's national service. A, a, a year, <laughs> a, a, but but in a an economic national service. service of here you go. Here's two years. You intern in companies. You do various things, figure and we out. and we and figure stuff out. And then when you're yeah. done, you get to sign up yeah, for what it. you truly want, as opposed to what your parents think you should do, yeah. or what your friends suggest is a good idea, or what you potentially just managed to get yourself into because you couldn't get in anywhere else. Mm, mm, and, mm. and and I kind of think, sure, I wonder how a world would be so different if people were doing things that they love and are passionate about. You clearly are very passionate about what you do. Yeah, and, and, and you've connected with your, let's call it, your your vocation and what you've chosen to do in life is very close to who you are as a person. It's It's very clear. And there are so many people out there who, when you talk to them, you realize that what they do isn't what they love. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I think for me, that would have been the best approach uh, to go for. Reason is, if we go back into our society, society says, uh, go to school, find uh, a career that you like. No, no, not a career that you like. Find a career that pays well. Yes. Find a career that, uh, you know, there are many job opportunities for it. And uh, grow the corporate ladder and, you know, the rest is history. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, when we are studying as young people, we use the wrong choices to choose their career. Then we find ourselves in the wrong jobs. And you're right in saying that if you're doing something that you're passionate about, if you're doing something that you love, you will be creative. You will definitely succeed in it. So I believe that that is something that would really add value to young people to say, pursue your passion. But I must tell you that we are afraid as parents to allow our kids to pursue our pas their, their passion. passion. Mm. We want them to go on a set that has been defined that we are comfortable with. Yeah. But guess what happens? They find themselves in debt. They find mm. themselves that they're not really growing, you know, uh, uh, in their careers as they should be. Because number one, they're going with the wrong attitude. They don't like their job. They just want the money out of it. You know, and it creates a society that is really unhappy. We have people that are stuck in jobs that they hate. <laughs> Imagine when everyone did the job that they like. We'll be a very innovative nation. We'll be a nation that is actually succeeding in whatever it is that we are trying to achieve. And businesses will flourish and we have a workspaces that have positive values and positive attitude because everyone is doing what they love doing. Yeah. That is a space that 
I would like to really, you know, operate in. And that is something that I encourage in my own team to say, yes, you are here at OS Holdings. What is it that you are passionate about? What is it that you love doing? And I love growing what people they love doing because then they natural at it yeah. and mm. they definitely succeed at it. Yeah. You know what? <clears throat> I always love talking to entrepreneurs who clearly have the passion for what they do. And I, I, I often look at this and I think to myself, so, so you know, I'm a CA by profession. Yes. Um, and I look at myself mm. and I look at you <laughs> and I think to myself, I have often engaged with, with people in ERP, accounting spaces, etc. And I think to myself, I actually think the energy that you have as an entrepreneur, if just half of the people that I had to deal with in an accounting space had that level of energy, wow, yes, we would yes. be in a different space. <laughs> it, it's like it, it, it is so scary how how we allow at a it's called it at a um, professional level. Yeah. The let's call it the canned, let's stayed traditional world to flow and, and i think to myself wow you know the, the energy guys energy um, yes, and, and, exactly. and how important that is now so you we're going to ask a question or make a comment <laughs> no i was just going to say that you know um obviously the listeners can't can't see but i mean normsa looks like the kind of person who yeah, she's excited about accounting and ERP. I don't understand that. I never will understand that. <laughs> but just generally, I mean, your demeanor is one of you look at a challenge in the eye and then you wink at it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. And um, I, I think for me, that's what we really get excited about at OS Holdings. You know, uh, we, we're such a young team. I'm the oldest in the company. And you're very young. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we like to go into spaces that people are afraid to go into, but not just go into that space, make a difference. You know, and one of the things that we love doing is simplifying this ERP, you know, simplifying the systems, and it makes life easier for one, the end user, a person who's using it. And it makes life easier for the, 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 the executives who are supposed to be getting reports out of it. Then they make intelligent decisions. So it's an exciting space for us, especially as a young team. We really love the space that we're working on. So, so it sounds like you work very well with your teams. And it sounds like you motivate them to connect with your clients in a big way. Um, is that kind of the recipe that you've got for making your company, um, which is a fairly young company, grow and blossom in the way that it is? Um, yes, look, we, we have uh, certain values. You know, as a company, we look at our business holistically in terms of our people. And when we're saying our people, we're talking about our suppliers. We, the relationship we have with our suppliers, I'll make an example. They need to really understand our vision, our, our goals. They need to understand our holdings intimately so that they can serve us accordingly. Uh, we look at our customers. We have to understand what is it that they need and how do we impact their lives and their workspace positively. Our people, in terms of uh, our employees, 
we value them. We need to ensure that they grow in each and every aspect of their lives. So they're not just growing financially. They need to grow in terms of skills. They need to have uh, a solid family life. You know, they need to grow there. And you care about that? Absolutely. Because wow. then, you know, um, we are able to achieve the goals that we want to achieve because we've taken care of all the areas in our lives. The families are suffering, obviously, of course, because we're working very hard, but it's for the really the better good in making sure that what we are creating is legendary. We want to legendary. build a business that, you know, years down the line, our kids will be able to sort of walk into this business and run them. Wow. That is really the idea behind it. So it's not just about OS and what we want to achieve. How do we help our clients achieve their strategic objectives? How do we ensure that our suppliers, we, we, we pay them on time and that deliver, you know, the, the service that we <coughs> expect. So it's a whole holistic, you know, value chain that we are creating. And we came across, we, we decided to sort of have a, a culture that has different values. Everything is driven by excellence. Excellence is our driver. And we're saying that one of our values is growth, growth in each and every area of your life. Um, innovation, we need to be an innovative uh, company. You know, we need to lead. How do we ensure that we lead? We need to always be five steps ahead of our customers. We need to advise them because that's the space in which we work in. Integrity in all that we do, we have to have integrity. And uh, uh, for me, integrity is very simplistic. You buy a loaf of bread, I deliver a fresh loaf of bread to you. That's simple. Okay. You know, that's really what we need to ensure that we do. So it's do. not just that you've given them the bread. It's about yes. the pride behind the absolutely, loaf of Absolutely, okay. absolutely. And lastly, agility. You know, we need to be flexible enough in order to, uh, when the changes happen, we are swift enough to change with the changes, but continuing being innovative and excellent in what we do. So that's mm. really what makes us tick as an organization. Now, I mean, Let's just be honest. IT and systems, they no. play such a critical role. Yeah. Yeah. Accounting. Even, even, even I am dependent <laughs> on that stuff. Yeah. Yes. IT and systems, critical in everybody's life, but ERP solutions making our world happen, I guess, in a way, in many Absolutely. businesses. Now, that market's constantly under pressure to perform, grow customer returns, Make sure that the systems and projects that are implemented actually happen and deliver value. Yes. Um, how do you address those challenges in a market? It's a really, it's a tough market to keep happy because, you know, ERP systems and solutions are almost now, almost, they're no longer the nice to haves. They're now the yeah. business essential. And if you don't have it, you're, you're disadvantaged. Um, I recently uh, spent some time in, in one of our businesses where there's still a lot of manual processes happening, and uh -huh. we looked and we're looking to move to an ERP type solution that integrates all the way from sales and service and integrates everything in almost a paperless environment. Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, these are things that you know you've heard before, and everybody goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you realise the magnitude of the change. Yes. And the magnitude of the shift that's going to happen when, you know, you do things differently, when you, um, you're no longer going to need people in certain places because you're now going to do it from a central spot, but you're going to need other roles in place that you never had before. I mean, though, the world that you deal with has huge both technology challenges, mm -hmm. implementation mm -hmm. challenges, change challenges. 
How do you make sure that what you do constantly delivers value for the customer at the end of the day? Because ultimately, that's what they're looking for. Absolutely. I think our approach is very simplistic um, in a sense that the key thing is understanding the strategic objectives of the organization. Why do you want an ERP system? You know, so we, we take that to say, I want it uh, so that it can simplify my process, integration, etc. So now once we have that understanding, we ensure that the solution that we provide is aligns with their strategic objectives. So we don't necessarily take the ERP and make a customer fit in it. Mm-hmm. You know, we take the customer's, his objectives, and we make sure that it aligns. But now the other biggest thing is the change management, mm. you know, from the uh, the end users that are using the system. How do we ensure that we give them comfort to saying, this is going to simplify your life, this is going to automate it. If you are spending two weeks in generating reports or trying to create reports that you will be reporting to your stakeholders. It will take now two days, or let me say it will take about an hour for you to run a report. Um, what do you do with that additional time? It means now you can actually add value to your work. You can perform, perform from a strategic point of view. You know, you can actually make sure that your company has that competitive advantage because now you're running efficiently. And over and above that, we've got an awesome, awesome project management team. Mm. Why is this team important to us? It is important to make sure that, one, they keep an eye on what the client wanted. We said we wanted to align, right? They keep a a time on terms of the budget, in terms of making sure that we deliver on time. But most importantly, we ensure that we keep the customer uh, involved throughout the process, you know, so that by the time we deliver the product, it's a product that they've been engaged in from day one to up to the delivery. So we t- we ensure that the client takes ownership and they lead the process as well in terms of what they want to achieve. These are not simple projects, but I must say that the energy that we bring and the fact that we educate on the impact of what the client is trying to achieve, it helps a great deal. And involving all the relevant stakeholders, tell them why are we changing? Why is this important? How is this going to benefit you as an organization? Once that is communicated, then it's about making sure that the teams are, are working nicely together, there's great dynamics, and there's continuous communication. Hmm. Now, as we get towards the end of the show, and I know 30 minutes blows through <laughs> so quickly, you're looking at me going, yeah, end of the show. I've two or three questions. Uh, well, let's go with two questions that I that I always like to ask entrepreneurs, and I think they are universal questions that yeah. are so relevant. The first one is: What has been your biggest challenge to date in running OS Holdings as an entrepreneur? What has been your your area of challenge thing? Something that you you kind of go, "Whoa, that that was something I needed to learn," you know, or I had a great learning there. Something and. And I'm asking you something that you can share that other people will benefit from and go, hey, maybe I must check that out in my business. Was there anything specific that you kind of went, oh, yeah, I wish we had sorted that out earlier <laughs> or maybe we should have done this differently? Um, I, I think one thing about me is that uh, there's no challenge big enough for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, the trickier and the more technical and the more, you know, hasn't been done before. That's what I go for. Um, I think the greatest lesson, you know, is that before you go into any environment or into any bigger project, ensure that 
you really understand what needs to be delivered and you have all the resources that will ensure that you deliver that. And um, always keep your eye on the ball. That's very important. As you're running a project, you may be running a huge project. You need to make sure that you keep your eye on the ball in, 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 in terms of the team. Make sure that your team is not overworked. Make sure that your resources are utilized properly. And make sure that uh, you engage the customer continuously. You know, yeah. so I think that is really the those biggest are, lesson. Those are some important lessons, and yeah. and they are universal. Mm-hmm. Now, the final question that I'm going <laughs> to ask you today, and yeah. this is one, this is your opportunity to do what we call the pay forward moment. Okay, <laughs> every entrepreneur has at least one thing that mm. they go, "Hey, if I had known about this ten years ago, five years ago." As an entrepreneur, so not mm-hmm. inside your business, but mm-hmm. as a holistic entrepreneur, if I had known this thing, if I'd been listening to a radio show five years ago, ten years ago, however far back you wish to go, and I'd heard this thing, it would have informed my thinking, and I would have probably done something differently that would have made my life as an entrepreneur and business owner easier going forward. So I'm now going to give you the opportunity to talk to the listeners out there who are listening now and they're about to go through in the next five, ten years through what you've been through in the last five, ten years. Yeah. And what is that one thing that you can say, hey, there's the golden, let's call it the golden nugget or the diamond of something that you experienced that if, if you had done it differently would have changed what you've experienced for the better and you're able to, let's call it, Pay it forward and say, guys, think about this. It'll help you in the future. <laughs> what would that one sure, thing be? Sure, that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> I always ask tough um, questions. <laughs> yeah, what, what is it that I would have uh, done differently? Or maybe something you would have thought about differently or experienced differently. Or perhaps something you missed that you would have loved to have taken on, but you weren't in a good position to take it on because you weren't prepared. Mm, okay. I I think um, what would it be? I don't know. It's a tough one. I must say. Um, and the reason it's a tough one is because I'm 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 continuously learning. Hmm. You know, uh, throughout my journey, okay. um, the journey is never perfect. Okay, but they therein therein they're lies a nugget there. because yeah. For me, what that tells me is your message is simply don't think you've arrived. No, no, no. Don't no, think you, don't not. think, you know, and, and I mean, I, I must admit, I've personally often felt a bit like, okay, have I, have I, have I studied enough? Have I learned no. enough? Or, or do I, you know, you, your constant reinvention. So what I'm hearing from you is you have to constantly be learning, constantly reinventing yourself and, and your thinking, especially. Um, as a business owner, as an, as an entrepreneur, you, you have never arrived. No. You've never reached um, the destination. It's always a journey. You know, we've been at it for five years mm-hmm. and I believe and I feel like we're just about to start because we haven't even <laughs> touched the tip of the iceberg. You know, so what is important for entrepreneurs, two things for me is understand your purpose. The minute you walk into your purpose, everything else work together for you. That is very important. Understand your purpose. Understand what is it that you are expected to achieve in your environment, in this world, etc. Secondly, keep your eye on the goal. 
you know, because there, there are going to be many challenges in your in your journey. So the minute you start focusing on the challenges, you you lose your eye on the goal. So continuously keep your eye on the goal because then you will achieve it without a doubt. So that's those are the two things for me that have those kept are, us alive. Those are very, very mm. important learnings. Our guest, Numsa Nkleko, Managing Director of OS Holdings, thank you very much for your time and your passion. I can definitely see a committed entrepreneur <laughs> sitting opposite me in studio. Sometimes, sometimes I wish that you could see the enthusiasm yes. when, you, when you're sitting in studio. The pictures don't do justice. I think, I think, I think that if we interview you in two years' time, in three years' time, in five years' time, I think you're just going to speak about constant growth because um, the energy that comes from you is quite electric. Thank you very much. Umsa, thank you very much for your time with us. We really do appreciate your insights. Thank you. It's been a great honor. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Next up, the Youth Leadership Platform. This is cliffcentral.com.